Welcome to No Cures Only Alchemy. I'm Bet Williams and I'm sitting here with Beth Hill. Hi. So last pod, we had a symptom check-in. Um, we're going to keep that going. Yeah, we're going to keep going. How? What are your symptoms? Symptoms. You know, I, I'm happy to report that the hummingbird um, that has been living inside my chest, it's mostly, it has mostly flown away. Um, you know, I've, I've managed to have like a quarter hummingbird. Other than that, I'm, I was just out camping again. So I was up at a, a high altitude. I've come back down to to the house and I'm a little dried out, I'd say. Yeah. My sinuses feel a little dried out. Um, I'm hungry. Mm. Yeah. Other than that, I'm all right, though. How about you? What are your symptoms today now? Well, I just started a ketogenic reset, which I do whenever I just feel like I'm falling off the edge of a kind of serotonin up and down. And <laughs> my symptoms are um, a pressure behind my eyes, a kind of tension in my jaw, like a real thickness in my tongue, like I have a layer yeah. of stuff coming off of my tongue. Oh, my teeth are feeling a little weird now yeah. that you mentioned it. I've been doing a salt water, oregano Mine oil too. rinse, um, but I think it's all the clenching. You should oil pull. Oh, we tried that. That was gross. <laughs> I, I heard never... it clogs your plumbing if you oil pull too much. Oh, like your actual house plumbing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't need any more issues with the house. I do so many things that can do that, like bentonite clay baths and yeah, things. Like someday true. down the line, they're going to be like, yeah, you should have thought twice about yeah. some of these things in your plumbing system. Um, yeah, we just learned, speaking of, you know, things in the house. Yeah, there's an amazing podcast called... Um, the Hidden Gin. The Hidden Gin with a D-J-I-N-N. And it really spoke to me because I've been feeling... Um, like that energies are flying around like crazy right now. And we're approaching the thinning of the veils as the ancestral time of November and October are coming up. And, and so I've been one aware of, aware of my ancestors more than usual and how they might be sneaking in and messing with me. Yeah. Um, but I would love to share a bit about um, when I did some mushrooms to prepare for a psilocybin summit. Did some mushrooms to that prepare for psilocybin week. summit, Makes which sense. was really wonderful. Um, Daniel Schenken provides the most um, wonderful open, heartfelt space for truth to come out. It was one of my favorite conversations I've had since the book came out. So I went out and um, ate some mushrooms, went out in the juniper trees. Um, I connected a lot to the intelligence of Paul Stamets and how he thinks about living things and, and fungi and, and such. And I walk in the house and my girlfriend Beth is sitting by the refrigerator looking so sick, like you yeah. were just gray. And, and I was like, I didn't want to say anything because you get so nervous like about your health. And, but I was like, okay, what's going on here? And Oh, and then I started getting really agitated because you were just staring at me yeah. and like, what's going on? I was like, say it. Well, there's a corner in the kitchen where we've had some mouse problems. Yes. And I, Beth has been bugging me about this for a while, and I've been aware of mice, but I've lived here over 30 years, and I've had different waves of mice. But it was... It's a very, it's a t in, we should say, in the in the desert southwest, yeah. mice are, this time of year, everyone's everyone has mice. Yeah. I've seen the neighbors thing. in the Arroyo, and we, we, we you end up talking about mice. When I had Airbnb guests, they would call, and they'd oh be like, a mouse. I'm like, I you just see one? One? That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Kill it. <laughs> so no so I was yeah. carrying with me like a sense of 
of the intelligence that Paul Stamets tunes into, which is all of our intelligence, if we would like it to be, it could perhaps be called the mushroom intelligence itself. And and I saw like all the mouth shit behind the cabinets and, and its moisture and how it was oozing a certain energy. <sighs> and then I saw my lovely uh, partner by the refrigerator and in her gray sickness, I saw her, your, your female ancestral line, which reminded me of my own female ancestral line of prairie women who had a tendency to situate themselves in the most toxic part of the house, usually because, you know, women are in the kitchen or they do their sewing there. But I questioned why Beth was picking the worst part of the kitchen. Yeah, no, that's, some deep, that's some deep um, archetypal thinking and I there. Saw, I, and I thought, okay, you have a jinn. Uh, you have a jinn, You are possessed by a jinn at the moment. Mm -hmm. And it's related to the mouse shit behind and all around the refrigerator. And it was, um, it made me think that that women of our, my ancestry at least would um, <laughs> oftentimes become barnacles of toxicity because something's wrong in the house. And yeah, so they would sit there kind of like not knowing what was going on because we've lost our traditions, right? We've lost our ability to figure out some of the basic things. Um, so we sit there sort of hoping that we can be an engine of healing to the house. <laughs> and, I, and, well, and so when we have become an engine yeah. of healing to the house, we, I walked and then, over there and I was well, like, you can't, you can't sit there anymore. Well, you and can't. then I looked at you <sighs> yeah. and, and I said, you know, we, oh, we started putting traps out. We've been yeah. trapping again. Not everyone, when I was tripping on mushrooms. We waited till the next day. Till the next day. Yeah. And, and this is this time of year, everyone, like we, I talked to a friend and they said they got like 50 traps. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think we got like 40 traps. You don't use them all, but yeah. they're good to have around. And so I, we started putting them around the living room and I noticed that there were a lot of mice being caught um, in the couch. And so um, that's where I, as that's where Beth the person had been who does sitting. that engine of toxicity, probably in a long line of women who sat in the worst part of the house. So here we were <laughs> in these opposite corners, like you know, we we keep. I, I know real. we've I know we've talked about this before. We've only recently started living together, so you know, I'm not used to having anyone around. And so yeah, we both pretty much had our stations that we set up and um, where the gin were, where the gin were, and. I also have to take a little rewind here and let you all know how this happens. Jinn are both malevolent and trickster spirits. They're not always gnarly. Sometimes they can be very, you know, tricky and bad, but um, they're just um, entities in an invisible world. Yes. Yeah. And in this case, um, entities in the form of actual mice. Well, I think interdimensionally they tap in and become... Right. I think that they can... Entities that, that could even relate to all kinds of ancestral stories or um, well and and in the podcast they talk about how the jinn can actually inhabit a creature mm -hmm. and and then sort of live alongside of yeah. you in that way and they can become other people there's a lot of that they live I, in hot springs though i i love i've always known that like be careful around hot springs if you're longer true. like i'm coming up on my birthday when i spent 21 days at trc and i i did become possessed we both, by it, a was jinn. A, it was a bit of yeah we were down there a bit too long but yeah, so this, um, but this particular Jin situation, I, like I said, I want to do a little rewind. Um, I don't, we, I don't know if we've talked about this on the pod, but we travel in our van. We used to travel a lot in our van. Last year, we had done a series of events, and this house was empty. I think for just a little bit too long. 
Mm-hmm. And so the weather has been getting colder and, you know, it's not something that you're going to really notice in the summertime. Cause I was thinking like, how did this, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. Because what, when it ended up happening is that we had to have a friend come over and literally pull all of the appliances out of the, the kitchen and discovered that there was something from back when you built the house 30 years ago, mm-hmm. this little area where, you know, on and off, they had been sort of making their way mm-hmm. inside and, so they fixed it all up and you know, stoves well, in the front yard and we're good. It's really, they're, they're this gone. is the season. I mean, there's a, you know, a lot of, one of the things I've been working with, with the book is like, what is my role walking alongside it? You know, am I, I speak on a lot of, um, you know, like uh, wellness programs, let's say. So, right. so um, I'm, right. I'm, a liter- yeah. I'm a literary writer, but also, you know, I, I'm a person who has some good tips on things. Yeah, you know? so, yeah. So I'm not proclaiming to be an expert on anything, but one of the things, if I was to, you know, pontificate like all the pro- internet prophets do, is like it's a really good time of year to clean your yard and and you know your yard is a and it kind of alter. I mean, every you know plant out there, um, or oh, the gin, they don't want you to pee under trees. Yes, and that was yeah. I. We'll talk about this more, yeah. but I took a camping trip again, and I was glad to have that little bit of knowledge. Yeah. But, you know, where you put rocks, I spend a lot of time moving rocks around and actually sweeping dirt and mm-hmm. things. And so with the moving of the couch outside, it's been this, it's almost like getting chiropractic because now I don't know where to sit and like everything's shifting and there's this incredible new amount of energy. I don't think it's any accident that I finally got on my um, balanced diet regime it was right. like two days after yeah. we moved all this energy around and no we're yeah. back on the um i'm getting on the rowing machine as soon as yeah. we're done recording this that was i think like the week that pandem hit we had been on a, a pretty significant health kick and just exercising and like you know 50 <laughs> and that's that that can happen mm-hmm. and we just you know i haven't i haven't really focused on my my other than being worried about all my symptoms and maybe dying or having a heart attack. Oh, yeah, and I, I should say, I went to the doctor. No, my heart's fine. Got on the EKG. She it, just it, has gene. I just have the gene anxiety. And and that, and it might have to do yeah. with... Um, Ayani E says that anxiety is a being. Like it very much felt like, like a being. But now that the mice are gone, so um, good news. More good news. Like, we've had traps out for yeah. a couple days now. Nothing. And now I'm getting to the real rigmarole is that I haven't kept my altar properly. Like I've got a beautiful tobacco plant that I could take leaves off of and right. and do the things that I do um, because I forgot to do them. It's really easy in a pandemic when we don't have the same social relationships that we normally do with people who remind us that we know what we're doing with this sort of thing. And, yeah. and also without guests. <laughs> I'm, I such a ho- I'm such a host that sometimes I so only take care of the house for for like, a, you know, guests coming for over. For others, well, yeah. Of and so, you know, these are these are ancient ways of keeping home that I know. I'm really thinking of in this in this fall season. It's true. We really do miss y'all. We're, we this time we would have probably had a number of people. Who, yeah. There's always people coming through. Yeah. And the other more good news, though, you know, we talk about the backyards. It's we've been hanging out in the backyard. Mm-hmm. We've been figuring it out. We've been. It's been really windy, but as soon as this wind dies down, I know down, when you're so lonely, you know, fires. the gin can be good company, but not no, the ones, not that kind, not the ones that, that possess your girlfriend and make her look like, you know, the, the like, um, you kind of looked Yoda ish. 
Well, you know, I which think isn't I, a bad thing. No, it's just it's not, <laughs> I'll take that. But and then the next morning, you were you were you're better now. I don't see that that energy in you. No, I had a anymore. really good time up in the woods, yeah. so that was really helpful. You came back all like, I came back ooh, all clear and looking van life. Hummingbird free. I built oh, a little but... kitchen out the back of the van. Yeah. That was pretty exciting. Came back looking all authentic life. Mm -hmm. Take a picture. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So we've been talking a lot about the internet and social media, and we've been we realized that. Um, because we have had a few people over in the backyard and it's it's kind of all we're talking about. And I joked and said, I think we're now as addicted to talking about the internet as we are um, to being on the internet and social media. Um, but two weeks off Facebook, I feel great. I do. Awesome. Yeah, it's been um, a lot easier than I thought. Mm -hmm. And I, how many people do you think that we have um, successfully removed from the Facebook? I have, um, I think we have nudged um, probably with forces surrounding, because everyone's talking about social right. dilemma, but I know personally at least eight. Yeah, yeah, we've had some letters yeah. from friends and um, keep it up. Mm -hmm. It's really fantastic out here. I just um, got off of listening to um, Eric Davis talk with David Fuller on Rebel Wisdom about how this psychedelic moment, including social media and the internet, is like a negative psychedelic trip. And it kind of busted me because they were talking about how it's so easy to blame the LSD for a bad right, trip. Right, right. Like, oh, I shouldn't do drugs anymore. And I was so busted. Oh, I got some bad acid. Because I've been blaming social media for a lot. And, and like the idea of like really understanding what my part is in it. Um, like, I don't even, I, that's the next step for me. Because What were they saying? Like, that if you go looking for Satan, oh, yeah. you're going to find Satan. Well, they were saying, like, as you follow follow along through um, things that lead you into wrong thinking. And conspiracy um, theories. And conspiracy theories. You end up in a state where you're chasing Satan. Yeah. You know, don't chase Satan. Don't do it. Whether it's, like, the enemy that you believe exists out there, like, don't follow that down some intricate road. Oh, and another. And remember, yeah. Satan can be sexy and interesting. Yeah. Don't follow Satan. Yeah. Don't, don't. But I think a good sign is that my brain broke about three days ago because what I realized was that I was, um, for many, many years, maybe 15 years, I was subjecting certain conceptual ideas to an interrogation that wasn't all mine. I mean, I don't know how much yeah. any anything really is all yours. I, I believe we're mycelial and our yeah. ideas will always be shared by the collective. But I was subjecting them to a very baseline um, internet level Twitter interrogation. And that broke in me. One, because things are just moving so quickly. And, and then, yeah, so I realized I couldn't think anymore. I didn't know how to even think because I wasn't using the same mechanism that I'd been used to interrogate a concept. That makes me think of Ruth. Yeah, no, I was broken. Um, it's been a little over a week now. Yeah. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death and and the- On the um, holy day of Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. As and, a practicing Jew, which makes you a holy person in a way. Yeah, and- um, I, I'm i a big, big fan of politics and I was a big fan. I am a big fan of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And so I was really 
it, it really hit me. We, we lit a candle. We were very sad. It was right before you were going on to the psilocybin summit. And I wanted to give you your space. So I ended up going out into the, into my shop and just, you know, watching Rachel Maddow and crying actually. And then, um, and I, and then that's not what broke me, although I was very sad. Um, what broke me is, is within, gosh, I don't even think it was 12 hours. Um, you know, in, in come the algorithms in come, you know, I mean, you, we can be critical of, of anything. I'm, I'm all for having differing opinions, but I saw this language coming up around some things that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had done and just this like, oh, these two things that she did and it's negative and negative and, and it had this spite to it. Mm -hmm. And it also, um, every and, and it wasn't it wasn't a huge corner of my social media life but every post had the almost the exact same yeah. language whether it was cut and paste whether mm -hmm. it was and and there were as immediate responses and and what broke me was just sort of seeing it as that is as, mm -hmm. as thinking about like you said the negative psychedelic like a negative, it, it, it created such a rise in me. It, it created a rise in a lot of my friends, the responses. And I was immediately going to post something and I, not, not something of mine, which I, I was going to look for something to repost. And so, you know, that way it wouldn't, I could just find what something else that Sorry, someone else had said. said um, Cause I didn't want to get into it. And I didn't do that. I just, I sort of looked at it algorithmically looked at it as this this monster that's in the mm -hmm. machine because I, one of the things that has come up with with different friends is how a lot of friends with a large social media mm -hmm. presence um you put up a negative post and it gets yeah. twice the response well Roxanne Gay was like well how come your politics can't stand up to critique and I don't think that that's that's what not it is happening with this and to be specific one of the main things I was seeing was the pipeline underneath the Appalachian Trail and and I and I I would like to learn, like a few weeks later, there was a really major, major stop to Keystone XL pipeline. Yeah, back done, when this was all happening. Done by the Supreme Court right around the same time. So there might be some complexity there, but I, I don't have the time or the interest in, in, you know, figuring out exactly what happened because I'm just trying to learn how to talk on podcasts and make videos of myself right now. I think for me, I just <laughs> looked at it as like, wow, like how quick we are to, I mean, this is someone with a 50 year career. And well, so, why do you like her friends? Is like, what are some of the things well, about I mean, Ruth that you of, really hold up? You know, well, or, I mean, I can remind, We have met people who don't know who Ruth Bader Ginsburg is. One, if you want to share <laughs> that story, which is pretty great. I'll leave it. It's pretty you. funny. Yeah, yeah. No, well, we, I'll make it Well, quick. why don't you start by saying like what you like about her and then tell the story. Uh, right. Because well, really what, I, what I like about her is what <laughs> I like about the Supreme Court. And I have to start by saying when I was a 15-year-old, yeah. I went to Washington, D.C., and I met Sandra Day O'Connor. And it was, a, it, was, it was just a really powerful trip and experience for me. I got to go into the Supreme Court. We went into her office, um, into her chambers, and it was just the um, like a, a small group of, of folks from our class. And I watched the Supreme Court um, debating something. So that is something I've never forgotten. And of course, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I was raised, you know, I, I was raised in the 70s. Everything that has been easy in my life, I can trace back to a decision, a, a thing that she's done as a lawyer, as a judge, as a Supreme Court justice. She fought for queer. She fought for everyone. You know, what, you told me the other day that you know, in the 70s, for, you couldn't even buy a house 
as a single woman, with women, a yeah, you can get a loan. You can get a loan. Or a person of color you know, at that she, time. Either. She made it. She and and how she would do it was to be inclusive of everyone. And so I think, you know, but what? So that you know, it just brought up all that for me. But whatever. Um, I wanted to. I wanted to respond with the same kind of venom that I saw in these posts. And I'm thinking like, well, what have you done with your life? You know, saying all these things like, come on, 50 years, you don't agree with a couple of things. I'm sure she had her reasons. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? The psych, the negative psychedelic. Mm -hmm. Well, this it's is, like tuning into your body and yeah. going like, this feels really bad. Really bad. We could be having a different conversation that might lead us to like discussing what the Supreme Court really and, does and what powers they have in their role. And at this moment right now when I just felt like the focus could be like, we've just all been led so astray. And it just, for me, so that's what broke me was feeling like, I don't even know if this is, if this is just something that, that the people that I know, like they're just responding to something else. All of our social medias look so different. And so if you're seeing like 75 people post the same thing, you know, yeah, you're going to want to do that. It's basic. And it broke me. So I drove away. I went back up to the woods and I found myself in this, and I went up to this canyon mm -hmm. and I've been going there a lot. I just, I didn't want to see anybody. And I and turns out I didn't see anyone. Mm -hmm. I was the only person there for um, two of the three nights that I ended up staying mm -hmm. up there. And it took a long time to clear my head of this. Mm -hmm. And you're always like, you should take a psychedelic. You should. And I'm like, no, like, I just found out last week that it's just anxiety and that I don't have a heart condition. So give me a couple yeah. weeks. And I, so I was kind of thinking of it as like, okay, I need to prepare myself. I do. I do need to go into yeah. an actual psychedelic space because what I see happening right now is we've got everything that's happening on social media. The acceleration is out of our fucking control. And we're all, it's breaking all of us. Well, in the space of Daniel Schenken's love, I i really felt the confidence that psychedelics are a door out. Like Emma Magenta, yeah. this Twitter person, <sighs> before she left social media completely, her last tweet, I believe, was like, the door is in the forest. And I believe that we can, if it's not in the forest, it might be in your yard or it might be, it's inside you, obviously. Yeah. The door is inside you. Um, it's inside your mind. Uh, right. But like um, uh, talking with Daniel, we were joking about how a lot of people see pixels on their psychedelic trips and they think they see the grid of the matrix. Oh, right. They, they could actually be just seeing the inside of their phones because that's actually where they right. live. That's right, <laughs> and that's it's a pixelated and it's, it light takes is time. I've had, I've had psychedelic right. trips where I remain in the matrix of social media and it's a nightmare and I don't it's, feel good in my body and yeah. all of that. And I, yeah. the only bad trips I've ever had are Twitter trips is what I call them. And Oh yeah, we were saying like what, how this stuff, we were questioning like how much of this stuff is affecting what you do. So we came right. up with the, the motto of- Right, um, um, don't have a puppet response, have a pupper response. Yeah, no, not puppet, yes, pupper. Like, and so that's how we were about three days ago. We were kind of like, you're- Like puppers. Ruff, ruff. Yeah, just it's really okay just to it's feel just a, kind of beavis and butthead about it all. Or like, just to stare at it and, and, the head with the and, bat. and, yeah. and know that you don't have to you don't understand have to respond. it. No, yeah. no. So when I was up in the woods, I, I did have one of those like, ah, moments where I did. I was, I was, I thought I was going to record um, a podcast episode. I tried to, and it was yeah. just, it was a little bit like, I know I just, I apologize. I just did a little mini rant. I did like a longer rant, but I, I, 
as I was getting ready to do it, I, I saw, I said out loud, like, God, it's like, we, we just have been led so astray. And then this crazy hawk that had been hanging out with me, um, it, it lives in a, in a, in the tree above where I was staying, um, swoops down and flies in this tree, like not, not like seven feet from my head and lands on this branch. And we just had that like, Hey human, well, hawk, hello. And the dogs were still asleep in the van. So it, it sort of like hopped over to the next tree and I followed it over. It's beautiful, this beautiful red tailed hawk. And, um, as a birder, I was like, do I get my binoculars? And no, I just followed it. It went over into this other clearing. And like I said, I'm the only one in this canyon. And this is, you know, a couple hours past sunrise. And just as I had said out loud to myself, um, you know, that we had been led astray, I heard this same voice say, like, you know, the world is still here. The world is still here. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's when the hummingbird in my chest just sort of flew off because it, it hit me like we're we're struggling with we're in this other space so mm. much this non-reality space where our thoughts are being influenced by mm. everything we're oversaturated everything is bad everything the negative psychedelic it's a doom and gloom and it's not good it is not good but the world is still here you know we're going to have to actually the do doors it. in the you know forest, we're going right? to have to actually do, do it Tell we me actually what. have to do it I don't know how we we actually have to not be the people that are talking about the internet all the time. I know. I'm hoping that this is the last time that we can go to it here on the pod. I mean, yeah. we're always going to be, we're on the internet. We're on social yeah. media. And that's the other thing. And like, we're cultural people that are speaking to the culture. And it's like, oh, and yeah. it's how we're, it's how it's our job. Like yeah. we were talking today about um, capitalism versus commerce. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a, a I'm trying to have more of a commerce relationship with the yeah. social media and the internet is just, information in the sky so I'm trying to pick and choose what inner yeah. what information I'm going to pull yeah. out of the sky yeah. and I don't want to have I don't want to participate in the negative response I'm going to try to walk away I'm going to try to um try to give myself a break and give everyone else a break because I this this is I love the, the the community that I have on social media. I mean, we've been through our store, through our van life, through the events they're most we've of done. My friends, yeah. They're most of our friends, and that's how we've met most of our our newest friends. Um, you know, we've got a friend coming through next week who we from the internet. That's how mm -hmm. we all meet each other. Yeah. And so I want to like like I want I, I don't want to blame it on I don't want to blame it on the mm -hmm. acid, and I don't want to blame it all. I want to take some of my own responsibility mm -hmm. and say like my my response to have a negative uh, fuck you is it's the same it's we're the really same it's a double now. negative I mean, it's really so obvious hard, maybe hard, we have to hard. nag about it but well we got that we yeah. did get the um we got the 40 minute timer out i'm going yeah. back to that it's I, like I, a sand hourglass that yeah. was working i want to make a little correction to something i said in a podcast regarding capitalism and commerce because it's at the end of my book and i say you know, very emphatically like um you know the best way to keep a clean space is a capitalism free zone and it made me realize it's very important to take away commerce because I was like, well, how do drug dealers make a living if I'm saying yeah. I can't have to give it away for free? Well, or, and, and commerce is what most of our friends do. I mean, yeah. most of our friends most make things and my sell things. And, friends are, you know, like, you, you know, to working sell. to become psychedelic therapists or things like that. And and just because, you know, I, I prefer and never have needed to do psychedelics with paying any money. So it's like... yeah. 
which is unusual. It's probably a testament to my privilege in a way that I haven't had to, you know, like do a lot of commerce in, in acquiring substances because I started growing them. No, you started, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And now, now people give them to me. But, I know, yeah, and but, yeah. And but like, I didn't well, want to like diss that. because not like I, you were that good at growing them. I felt I mean, the way plants are so, <laughs> that plants live by the way we sell them in the market. It's like there's so all the things yeah. we bought today at the market wouldn't even exist if people weren't selling them. Right, yeah. No, our friends yeah. have this amazing farm stand and so, it's been this wonderful Shout out gift. to all the people who, who buy and sell humbly these things. And all things. Yeah, you know, it's and all just, things. It's all things. Yeah. You know, like I said, we all, everybody, like, have Capitalism is just one of the other things that's out of control, but, you know, everybody wants, you know, one of the negative trips, one of the negative psychedelic trips that all of this has been laying on us um, is that like, it's all this individual responsibility. Yeah. You know, that's part of the, you know, here we are, we live these lives, with these audiences of, yeah. you know, a thousand, however many followers you have. You can't spend money on drugs or you have to recycle or else you're responsible for climate change. Yeah, you have yeah. to do it. You, you, you. And you, if you don't post this thing that says exactly what you think, no one's going to know what to do. What's the and study you found on um, recycling? Oh, this was a good thing. one. This was this was a um, yeah. For <laughs> Beth is a Greenpeace activist who's just like recycling. Ha ha ha! Well, recycling was is a joke, and, and anyone who's been in the movement in knows the movement, that it's like it was supposed to be reduce, reuse, recycle. First of all, it was like supposed to be the last step, but there were and we could never prove it. But there were studies in the starting in the late eighties. Um, you know, when plastics came into the world in the seventies you know, we started to have a real trash problem. And so this big propaganda camp campaign, um, the Native American who was Italian crying At over the At the end landfill. of the night, if you haven't been told by people of a certain <sighs> of age, old people. when the television went to snow, there was a commercial with this um, very Plains Indian looking man crying over Braids trash. on a horse. He turned out to be Italian, but it was my ceremony. And he would ride his horse and he would like pick up the trash. Yeah. And every night it was yeah. when and the I TV would, would turn up off. And try to cry with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the tear at the end, and we all was, did. We all would just sit up and try to feel. Uh, and that, because yeah. you had to feel like it was your, and you had to recycle. <laughs> and and so, but turns out, you know, all these plastics people were like, um, you know, this stuff is like really cheap to make. And, you know, there's oil everywhere. And um, it, it doesn't really recycle. Um, you know, um, you can't recycle plastic bottles into mm. plastic bottles. You can recycle like a plastic bottle into like lawn furniture and then that will break down. I mean, not break down, but that will degrade. Yeah. And then you can't break it down into something else. It's a very toxic process. And so they said, you need a propaganda campaign right now. All of the stamps that are on the bottom of your plastic recyclables, um, they're international symbols. They're just for sorting. And so the lie that, you know, we, we were trying to expose at Greenpeace, it was the so late 80s. Happened? Well, what happened to it was that it all, the, the international symbol on the bottom um, was what allowed it to get exported to China. Yeah, you wanna know why the ocean is full of fucking plastics? Because only 10%, this was, a, this by the way was- um is being recycled. Of, of, of all of the plastics that we have produced, approximately 10% has been recycled. And this was a- And the rest is shipped to China. 
Well, the rest is still here. Or it's in our here. landfills. Oh, it's okay. in the trash. I I was digging up. I you know I try to collect trash when I'm out camping. Well, once it's in China, does it get recycled? No, it gets dumped in the ocean. Yeah. and that's that's what the you know who know whatever. Yeah, it, it's 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 been dumped in the ocean. It's been dumped into landfills. Um, and if you had a recycling contract, I was a, an activist, a Greenpeace activist in Massachusetts, and so waste management company. There was a clause in all of your recycling contracts that said like, you know, oh, we might recycle this, but you're just basically mm -hmm. giving us permission to pick it up. Mm -hmm. And so this was um, an investigation that was busted open by PBS, Frontline, and um, yeah, it's well, it terrible. Well, to the question, <sighs> how does capital Rant. see evil capitalism and what we are now facing? Right, so, it kind right. Of so the point being benefit. that the point being that here we have all of this responsibility has been dumped on us. We and have been told circles. it's our responsibility. It's your responsibility. Mm -hmm. For everything. For everything. our politics, our everything. little Twitter our politics. And so the question I'm asking is like, how does this benefit fascism to have us believe our own personal actions are the only power we have? Well, in a sense, they are our personal actions are, but when it makes it like an individual well, responsibility. I think, I think, it, I think it becomes, um, I think it becomes a problem when it's purism, it's, it's purism and, and combined with, we have, it's, it's this cult of the individual. Mm -hmm. We all are, because we've been told that all of this is our great responsibility. I think that that gives us an inflated sense of importance. And so and pleasing if, each other too. And pleasing and, so and pleasing, pleasing each, each other. other. Yes, yes. Yeah. But so we've got this elevated sense that what we must know to be true for ourselves must be true for everyone. And so here comes in social media, here comes in these algorithms, here's here comes in this negative psychedelic, this this negative not real world where we all live. I'm, when I'm saying this, I'm talking about the world of the internet, this other, this split reality that we're all encountering right now that is breaking us. Machine learning, like something has, something is getting deeper and darker in this space mm -hmm. where we're all spending so much of our time. And so, but, it's just really helpful to, to pause and think like, wait, like this isn't like it's, we don't need to, to take on so much right now. Like well, the unburdening yourself from some the of The spiritual this. experience many people have on psychedelics and in meditation is that cosmic sense that your consciousness creates reality. Yeah. Um, but I think there's many levels to that and intersections that have to do with what we end up living in regards to human suffering, our own human yeah. suffering and what we witness outside. Because if that was true, then Ram Dass would have fixed everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I would have fixed everything on that one God trip. Right? And if we're supposed to believe that everything we're seeing on, on the social media, that the, that, that the world is falling apart, and again, it is, climate change, terrible, but go outside. Mm -hmm. Like the world is still here. It's not, like there's still time. You know, there's not time and there is time, but it's, Ah, we're at a really powerful. What did you say that we're we're at? We're not at the end of history, but we're end. We're, we're at, at the, the end, end of, of a thread of a history. thread of history I, that I hope is not yeah. the end of history. Yeah. And um, you know, a few months. It's back, a beautiful time. There's like these golden thready opportunities to like um, to to feel. I feel my ancestors. I feel the beauty of the thought forms that have gone on thousands of years, especially yeah. in psychedelic space. And I'm. I'm I'm grieving for the fact that they're dissolving and transforming. Like I think the um, 
puppet versus pupper is because our language forms that came out of hundreds of years of of intellectual thought are collapsing <laughs> like yeah yeah and so it's really an exciting time yeah it is yeah. and it's a time to get just really yeah. practical about things like if you know, like really, we all need to give each other a break. Mm -hmm. We all need to remember that, you know, in this space where, you know, so much is, we all feel such a personal responsibility that we've got to fix everything. I think what we need to do- you know, Change you know, our thinking every day when everyone's yeah. struggling with a lot of mental issues right now. Well, and what I see happening, you know, I think the most toxic thing that I can see coming out of this negative psychedelic thread is that you know, we all used to to have these these safe spaces, mm. these circles of where we could go to um, in social media. And now, you know, with this, you know, with the rise of the negative, with with those negative buttons being pushed, you know, those spaces have become less and less mm. safe. They're the, the the circles are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And you know, we're all. I don't know about you, but when I am on social media, I know that most of the people who are with me on there are like me. We yeah. all get along. We all we're all there because it's a curated feed. It's my curated feed. So who yeah. who? As a passive independent, I always yeah. thought I was exempt from the civic um, structure of things. Like Trump is is the personification of the negative psychedelic, and and, 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 and the Satan that you. Don't I grew want to up chase. thinking like I'm just an animal. Like I I'm not part of America or I can be in part of America on the way I choose, but right. I had no idea. I have no idea what a civic structure was until now. Like, honestly, like the fact that like, it, if things are to progress, like they're progressing, there's no escape. Like, it, like yeah, psychologically, no, like you can go to the woods, you can do everything, but like, this is the soil that we have been um, given to caretake, even though we came here as settlers, we are here to take care of the land we're standing on, no matter who we are. And I did not know the government matters so much. No. And I think for I me, really you know, being the, the rogue independent, you know, like I've always said, you know, I don't give a fuck what people think about me, yeah. you know, and anyone who's known me for a long yeah. time will tell you that's true. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that doesn't mean that I'm not affected by what people think of me. And and I, I want, you know, we all want that. Um, but I, I think that, you know, I'd like to think that this, oh, because I'm I'm this rogue that it doesn't affect me and yeah. that I'm I'm able to think outside of it and I no, turns out no, yeah, no, no, turns out can't nope. So I've been doing Zoom meetings for the actually the first time in my whole life, just in this last month. And I did yeah. Tales of the Trip, where I read, um, I didn't read it, I had to memorize that thing and yeah. stand and perform it in the house to a camera. For a With Tales other people on Zoom. Who other people we didn't on really Zoom know. guiding me. I've been doing live feeds and I've been um, hopping to what people do, which is hold up their camera and talk to it and put it in your Instagram movie. It's really strange for you. Well, it's really strange. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. It is the most unnatural. Thing in, in the entire universe for me, like to talk to a phone. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been even this podcast. Is, yeah. We're, we're finally totally. I think getting our, our groove on. Just but. you know, I want Ooh. everyone. I don't care if you know this about me, but it it feels very much like a. I have to become possessed actually to pull it off. Yeah. And I, it makes me think of times I've gone. I was a go-go dancer at a lesbian bar. What else? Um, and I had wrestling parties at my house. Um, where and people would come over. Else? Oh, yeah, and it was it was um, filmed for Real Sex HBO. and HBO. And I'm I'm very aware 
that when I, I'm on the autistic spectrum. And so yeah. like public persona is already kind of a thing. It's hard uh, for us. Sort we're of both, known. We both have that brain. And yeah. It is. Yeah. Like if we were to go out, like just um, as our real selves, <laughs> you, many of you have seen me in that state. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or some of you have been trapped by us in corners at, at public gatherings and, yeah, that's, that's part of why yeah. we have a podcast. So no, we can I'll, speak I'll either into be silent point. or I will be monologuing on my special interests. Whichever that is. Yeah, but I, when I become possessed, I actually can, you know, pull out a kind of eloquence and stuff. Oh, and it's very charismatic. You've yeah. got the hat, you've got the whole thing. I mean, you you really, you, yeah. you, your outfit rises to the occasion for sure. There was a story about an autistic man who was having a really, really hard time. With, and his, he was working it out with his therapist because he could barely go outside until he got a bowler hat. Yeah, and once he got the bowler hat, he could he functioned. He made well, friends. I mean, for me, like, I just needed a shape to take. I I am. I mean, when I was a when I was a young kid, I mean, Halloween was really just an excuse for me to wear um like these Groucho Marx glasses that yeah. I liked to wear yeah. and a, a construction a uniform. Yeah. Um, I, I dressed as a construction yeah. worker every year, and now for me, I I have this uniform. Yeah. Um, I either wear overalls or I wear a jumpsuit. And mm -hmm. it, for a long time before that, it was Levi's and a black T-shirt. Yeah. I don't wear a lot of color. Um, you know, that's how I. That's how we become another thing. Is is so we in were, that way. We were talking to a younger <laughs> person who spends a lot of time on the you know, doing live feeds and speaking to and people like help. and, and was like fearing, you fear a backlash because when you're being so open and performative, you're like, Oh gosh, I said a few things that just like flew out of my mouth or, or that were part of the mojo that I was drawing in. And there's this terror of like, what's somebody going to say? And, and so we were, chatting about how like it's an avatar yeah. and like be, be chill with your own avatar. have a lot of self-forgiveness, but especially be chill with other people's avatars right. out there because like it is a performance. Right. Like, like I was saying before, when we're giving ourselves a break, maybe also think like, yeah, we, we, we all have this, it's all a performance out there. Yeah. Like um, if I was to pick up my camera and, and be my authentic self, it brings up the like puppet versus pupper. And I just I right. would hold it up and I would just bark, right. like, bark, burp. bark, be kind, bark. You know, not all dogs, get not along, all dogs get along. So you have to actually, so you're a pupper. Maybe a, you're just going to bark. Be a puppet sometimes. You have to or just, just a pupper and you're a pupper with charisma and a hat or a jumpsuit or a jumpsuit. I've been wearing the same shoes since, for like 15 years. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, not the same shoes, they buy new shoes. I, I just admire body. people who are able to get up and talk for a long time without saying like three things that they're like, how did that come out of my mouth? No, well, we all do. That's yeah. the thing. Like uh, we're all, we're all in the same. It's pickle. improvisation. Like yeah. the idea of, of just the fact that we go out and we speak, <laughs> we're expected to know what's gonna come next it's amazing well and then and then everything that you're saying too like i mean i didn't have to listen to you on the psilocybin summit because it's on it's on the internet forever i can listen to it whenever i want yeah. to so knowing that you know knowing that that it's always going to be there um of course you're gonna have to you know pull out some mojo it's hard yeah yeah, so be kind to of the avatar and be yourself. kind to your avatar and what other I know we're trying to think of like Gen X tips for to find the door out to find the door in the forest. What are some more Gen X tips that we can think about? Oh yeah, because we love you know being the you know 
aunties. Yes, we're, yeah. your th- we're your psychedelic aunties. I don't feel uh, this week spiritually fit enough to give advice. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, give yourself a break. It's, yeah. Maybe watch some television. It's just like my first day of feeling like not spiritually yeah. sick. Yeah, no, I think maybe watch some TV. Yeah, yeah, TV's great. TV is wonderful. There's nothing, like, it's fine. Like, we used to think TV was so bad. Yeah. It's really anything you can do to occupy your brain if you need to stare at a screen, put on some weird, um, what would be some weird, you know, back in the days of VHS, um, there was this great video store in Santa Fe and there was a TV show called Soap. Mm-hmm. You've never seen that, right? No, it wasn't my thing. Yeah. Well, it was a weird show. It was like the, the I think late seventies, eighties, my dad was really into it and it was like, Super controversial. Um, it had the first gay character, um, drugs. It was on late at night. And I, my my ex and I watched the entire series. I mean, it took it we took like um an entire winter. That's I was living off-grid in this in this um converted barn. Mm-hmm. And so we had a you know a little solar setup and Television was so radical in the it was 70s so wild. and 80s. So, it, it was what moved forward civil rights movements and yeah. all kinds of stuff. And and so this video store, like the, he had to go into the back and get these boxes for us. But so he would rent us like fifteen like VHS tapes at a time, and um and he was sweet because we didn't have enough electricity to rewind them. So he would let us like he was like no one else was gonna watch soap. Like you guys were weird. So yeah, find some weird TV that's like old and. I don't know. Maybe I studied film, film in college, and I worked with the giant beta VHS. I remember tapes. you. We got rid of that, and we you... had to like do hours in the lab, you know, in the editing lab, and you'd have to fight over time. Yeah, and it was, you know, not as expensive as film at the time, but yeah, we're gonna try to watch some more old movies. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. Chinatown. Chinatown. I watched Baron Munchausen. Yeah, a few weeks ago, I watched a documentary on. Yeah, like when I was out camping, I did. I I downloaded some stuff on the iPad. I watched it. Okay, now that we've told Gen Xers to watch TV, what else can they do? Yeah, um, we told you should Gen tell them Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's oh right, funny. I forgot. Yeah. We'll end with the with the funny. Yeah, we'll end on a funny Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and, and I'll keep it quick. But I mean, we we used to have this store, and um, we sold our psilocybin T-shirts there, and, and so and many amazing people and, came and in. All kind. I sold my frames there, and. Um, and it was when the the Ruth Bader Ginsburg film was coming out, and um, I was really excited. And I said to a, a person who was helping us out, like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna watch the Ruth Bader Ginsburg," and and they were like, "Who's that?" And I said, "What?" And you know, it's a small town. We're pretty isolated, and they were like, "Come on, you know that I don't like follow popular music." She said she didn't follow popular music. Yeah, and I, I just sort of looked at her and, you know, our other employee who, who was 15 had gone back to high school, but, like, I saw her on the street the next day and I said, like, Do you know who Ruth Bader Ginsburg is, right? And and she said, yeah, why? And I told her, and, and she was like, that's, I'm trying to think of how I wouldn't know that. And so... um so we decided to close the store. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it was hard. It broke so, yeah. She didn't also want to learn the word psilocybin, which is kind of essential for selling <laughs> psilocybin t-shirts, but we didn't want to 
fight. We didn't want to fire her. That no, and, and the store, and, and also the store, like it wasn't making any money. It was, we were barely breaking even. Yeah. And, and, and so we was, sat together and we're like, what do we do with this employee? Like, we have to close the store. And so I, I, to be fair, like, I guess it's not the first time that Ruth Bader Ginsburg has broken my, my little brain. So I, case, it's probably the last now. It's, yeah, let's, yeah. I mean, the breaking's permanent now. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just broken. With the new Supreme Court. Yeah, oh, right. This is the negative psychedelic The negative psychedelic, and, and yeah, have a really wonderful day out there.